Welcome to the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. My name is Harold Nickel. On this edition of the podcast, respected neurologist and founder of the Houston Healthcare Initiative, Dr. Stephen Goldstein, will give us all invaluable advice on how to find the doctor that is best for you when the time to ask questions is what those questions might be and how to make sure you get the best value for the money, even if you have insurance. Now, Dr. Goldstein, there is a lot to this, but a sort of basic question is, why is choosing a regular or primary care doctor such a big deal? Well, simple, because if you don't have a regular doctor, you would be missing out on a very important relationship with someone in a position to help you stay healthy and live the best life possible. Over time, a regular or primary care doctor learns all about you and your history, and choosing one is very important. And the right time to find one is when you do not need one for any type of immediate care. Okay, so the primary care doctor will, will know us, and that has to be good. But are there other reasons? Yes. Uh, people with primary care doctors are more likely to get preventive care, such as cancer screening, and, and report significantly better health care access. According to the Journal of the American Medical Association, uh, Americans with primary care doctors receive significantly more high-value care and reported significantly better health care access and experience. Patients in states that spend more on primary care have fewer hospitalizations and emergency room visits. There is no doubt that a regular or primary care physician is an important part of anyone's health and well-being. Okay. I'm, I'm sold on the idea of a, of a primary care physician. Now, how do I find one? Well, you obviously have to find one that's right for you. Depending on your situation, it could be a family doctor or an OBGYN doctor or an internist or a pediatrician. And you need to make sure the doctor you choose or consider offers easy access, either by phone, email, telemedicine visit, or office visit. You should shop the price of accessibility in advance so that you're not desperate when a health issue arises. An alternative is to identify a doctor hotline to call in an emergency. Okay, so depending on anyone's situation, we should locate the right doctor. That makes, that makes perfect sense. Of course, now paying for this care has to be a consideration and one best managed before there is an emergency. So what should we ask with respect to payments? Well, when you make an appointment with a new doctor, ask what the cash price for your initial visit would be and ask to compare it with the discount price your insurance company has negotiated. You may need to speak to the billing office or the office manager to find this out. A common answer is that it depends on the complexity of your problem. When you hear this, ask, can you give me a range from a routine visit to a complex visit? Can you also tell me what my insurance company allows? If you have the temperament, you can also try to negotiate a cash price. If you are treated poorly or they refuse to give you any information, find another doctor. Yeah, right. I've, um, I've located a doctor that seems like a good fit and determined how to afford it. What happens when I, when I show up for my first appointment? Well, when you first arrive, you'll be greeted by a receptionist and giving multiple forms to complete in the waiting room. Make sure you come when you come to the consent for treatment form. You are not agreeing to any test the doctor ordered, 
but you reserve the right to accept or refuse any test in advance. Then you will be escorted into a room where a medical assistant will record your symptoms, take your vital signs, depending on the doctor's specialty, might wish to perform, quote, routine tests, unquote. And you can feel free to question the reason for these tests and have a perfect right to refuse them if you don't understand. Okay, it seems like you're saying that there's a chance that the test ordered might not be needed. Is that right? Precisely. But it is not because anyone's being dishonest. According to a study in the Journal of Academic Emergency Medicine, the top two reasons doctor ordered tests were fear of missing something that would uh, help them diagnose their patients and protection against malpractice. The authors of that survey also say that nearly all the emergency room doctors, 97% of the help, admitted to personally ordering unnecessary imaging tests. Okay, so asking questions is a good idea for patients, assuming that they're able to ask them. Um, but agreeing to them or to review them in advance also sounds like a good idea. And if I could digress for a moment, these unnecessary test costs must really add up. They do. As late as 2015, unnecessary tests contributed an extra $210 billion in additional health care costs. Ideally, appropriately used testing should reduce costs by detecting and diagnosing problems early so patients can get the right treatments and avoid more expensive care. Okay, but back to the subject at hand today, uh, the, the selection, selecting, affording, and then finally seeing the new doctor. We've completed all the paperwork, and now we wait for his or her arrival. Well, when the doctor comes to see you, record the time by sending yourself a text message saying that the doctor has arrived. He or she will take your history and examine you, and afterwards they should arrive at and present an initial diagnosis or at least several possible diagnoses. The doctor may then suggest testing to arrive at a definitive diagnosis. Then it is your time to ask questions. Uh, okay, I, I think it's easy for people to be intimidated by their doctor and not keen to, to pose questions. So help us get there. What? What should we ask? Well, you can ask the doctor how he arrived at the diagnosis. You can also ask if doing any of the test orders will affect his treatment plan or if there are alternative ways of arriving at the diagnosis. You can ask about the prognosis, what to expect, from including possible side effects, and what to expect if the condition is untreated. At the end, send yourself another test when the text when the doctor leaves the room. This will document the time the doctor spent with you, and this information can be useful to be sure you are not overcharged. Your time with the doctor was adequate and a good value. You know, what so many people may not consider or think about much is the cost of medicine and how to get the best value for treatment. Now, you told us about testing. Can you give us more of the same type of information for prescription medicine? Sure. When it comes to prescriptions, always ask for a written prescription. This will allow you to shop the price at various pharmacies. Websites such as GoodRx can be a help and simplify shopping for the best price. Now, 
let's expand the conversation to include the cost of, of testing. I know my primary care doctor has some lab testing capability in his office. Other doctors have x-ray machines and other kinds of testing equipment. The convenience of that notwithstanding, are we obligated to do the tests where the doctor sends us? No, there is no need to get testing done at the doctor's office or at a facility recommended by the doctor. These prices are almost always better at an independent facility and usually much better than the insurance company discounted price. Your objective is to be as healthy as possible, but no one should have to go broke in the process. Uh, that's good to hear. Um, and, and finally, Dr. Goldstein, with, uh, with the time we have left today, lots of people have insurance through their employer. Why should something like the price ever matter to those people? Well, it matters because even for those with insurance, we, we still get charged. Many patients now have insurance with a deductible ranging from 3000 to $10,000. It is unlikely that most people will ever reach their deductible, and when the deductibles are this high. So, this advice is good for people who have insurance but have to pay a deductible price. It is your money and your health. Manage both as wisely as possible. Well, that's a good word, and, and thank you, Dr. Goldstein, for this practical and actionable advice that will help keep us all well and not be charged more than we should. And as we all heard today, a primary care physician is more than, than just a doctor. Over time, he or she learns the nuances of our medical histories, our reactions to medications, our health goals, lifestyle, and treatment preferences, and whether or not a caregiver is supporting you in managing your overall health. There's nothing more personal. Paying for it is also personal. The time to check prices and ask questions is early in the process of selecting a doctor, not when arriving in an emergency room. Remember, too, that those who have a regular or primary care physician will ultimately be in better shape because of it. Now, you can listen to the over 50 episodes of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast on the website, which is www.houstonhealthcareinitiative.org. Plus, there's lots of other information associated with those podcasts and news coverage about Dr. Goldstein and the work he does with the Houston Healthcare Initiative. Hey, that's all for now. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about us and come back next time for another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast.